Lots of issues in the news about gender, transgender children. We talk a lot about binary teachings on gender and sexuality, all based in the patriarchal non-affirming church. False teachings that have led to so much harm to marginalized people, so much hate masked by false teachings, and we are not going to let hate win. Part of that is helping free our hearts from all that junk we have heard for so long, deconstructing those false teachings and harmful beliefs. Today, we want to do that around the idea of parenting a child and how parents can avoid gender stereotypes for kids. Would it be okay if I were to tell you that I am afraid someday so I call you up and you call me down? Would it be okay? Well, hello, beloved. Welcome to the Freed Hearts Podcast. We're so glad you're here. My name is Robert Cottrell, and I'm here as always with... Susan Cottrell. Yeah, we are the founders of Freed Hearts. You know us. (laughs) You know you. We just are so happy to spend time together. We talked recently about we now have over 100,000 downloads and 110 countries and 6,000 cities. But to us, as we do this, it just feels like it's the three of us sitting around talking, (laughs) you know, and we hope it still feels like that for you. That's our goal here. So... Again, welcome. Share this podcast as you feel so led. Social media helps us a lot. Uh, Support if you can. We are a 501c3 nonprofit. Everything that we do, we only do through the kindness of people like you. So if you're able to support in a small way, that means a lot. If you're able to help in a big way, that means a lot. We're so grateful for whatever you feel led to do. And subscribe and follow on your favorite podcast platform. And please do connect with us. Hello at freedhearts.org. Everything that we have, um, resources and information on our community is at freedhearts.org. And tomorrow, it's actually tomorrow's a big day because tomorrow is the start of the Hogwarts school year. (laughs) And tomorrow we begin our 25-day, in honor of 25 years since the first book, our 25-day wizarding beloved adventure, Reclaiming the Harry Potter You Love. And as we've said, this is such insight. And this brings this world that you know and you love to life in a way that you never thought was possible. You will learn things, hidden treasures, uncover things, and see how so much of it relates to the stuff we're going through today. You will make your own charms and your own Patronus, and it's going to be so much fun. You are so excited. You've been working on this for so long, so hard. I have. And the school year starts tomorrow. If you're (laughs) listening to this after, don't, don't worry, because we are a flexible school here. At Freed Hearts Hogwarts. Um, <laughs> that didn't work. Um, that if you are hearing this free after... Hogs. Free hogs. Free, free hogs. Free warts. No, wait, uh, free hogs. Never mind. Hogwarts. We are flexible here. You don't have to start on the beginning of the school year. You can go back and start your school year anytime and start these these 25 days anytime. And again, all of that is at freedhearts.org. So let's get into this here. We're going to talk today about five ways parents can avoid gender stereotypes for kids. And there are lots of issues in the news about gender and transgender children. And we talk a lot about binary teachings. We've talked a lot about it on gender, gender roles, sexuality, and all of that is based, those binary teachings are based in the patriarchal non-affirming church. These are false teachings that have led to so much harm to marginalized people, so much hate masked by these false teachings. Uh, just adding the word Christian to your profile and using that to spew these harmful ideas. It's disgusting. And um, someone said we should we should call them Christians in name only. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to let hate win here. 
you know, and we love you and we believe in you and we're with you. And together we are going to not only get through this, but we are not going to let hate win. And part of that is helping free our hearts from all that junk that we heard for so long and deconstructing those false teachings and harmful beliefs. And that's really our focus here at Freed Hearts is deconstructing all of those false teachings and harmful beliefs that have hurt you and hurt those you love. And today we want to do that around the idea of parenting a child and how parents can avoid gender stereotypes for kids. And this is really cool because today most of what we're sharing here comes from an article by Kyle Myers. They are a genderqueer sociologist, an award-winning educator, a parent, and the author of the book, Raising Them, Our Adventure in Gender Creative Parenting. It's wonderful. We found their article in Yes Magazine online. Also wonderful. It's a great resource for really positive, cool stuff. Yeah, we love it. And this article was first published in The Conversation. Not just positive, but deep. It goes goes to the heart of things. not just... Yeah, feel-good stories. It's deep. It's It's really deep and profound insight. Profound things. Yeah. Yeah. So... Why is this important? You know, why is this kind of thing to focus on this, to understand this important? And because we believe it is so ingrained in our culture that we have to break, we have to break this cycle. This binary can be so very damaging to kids who don't fit that binary. And I mean, honestly, who does? This may be a lot of the reason why many of us feel so unworthy is what they, we are not containable in the boxes people create and they've created boxes that no light gets in or out and we have a lot of light <laughs> to share yeah. and so we feel unworthy and it's depressing and and we've, we've been taught that yeah. that being different is not good don't be different because that's not good but beloved different is just beautiful <laughs> yes it's beautiful indeed. yeah Go ahead. Yeah. No, I mean, progress has been made in this and gender equality. Women gain the right to vote. Fathers have become more involved. Parents and more people and institutions recognize the gender identities beyond the binary Mm. categories of male and female. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to overstate that (laughs) because yes and no. I mean, um, well, and we've recently. women, Women gain the right to get a credit card without. A man's signature. Yeah, when do you think like, that? When do yeah. you think that was? By the way, that you had to get your husband's signature in or order to get a brother or a father. Or yeah, son. a man's signature in order to get a credit card. Well, you know the what 1910, 1930, 1950. Nope, in the 70s, 70s, like seventy four, I think. But in the seventies, so fifty years ago. Oh my gosh congratulations women 50 years yeah. you've been able to get a, a credit card without so, a man and i think the progress has been made a lot that we're talking about this and and that it's out there and the issue now the other side on this the non-affirming patriarchal oppressive side on this has is not going to be quiet they're responding and they're doing that with incredibly dangerous damaging laws in various states and things like that so but we want to talk about this we want to bring this home and acknowledge that big gaps remain you know, women hold only a quarter of U.S. seats in Congress. And, you know, only a handful of states have things like paternity leave. And, and again, states are introducing bills that really discriminate against transgender people. There's, so there's certainly more work to do. But today we just want to talk about you as a parent or 
either an or a grandparent or or to help those who are going to be new parents, that kind of thing, is how do we avoid gender stereotypes for kids? And this is again this article is from Kyle Myers, and they found named five ways they found that parents and caregivers can fight these gender stereotypes in kids' lives. Can I can I yeah. put in a little um, personal thought here? Sure. Is that this is not just academic for us. We have Mm-mm. our second <laughs> grandchild on the way. Yes, indeed. And the first one is born to, you know, our daughter and her husband. And they're going pretty much with the gender uh-huh. binary. That's, and, yep. and then, but our other child now, who's pregnant and their spouse are both go by they, them, and they're going to raise their child as they, them until the child, you know, says otherwise. And so so it's really an interesting, interesting thing to observe. And they're the kids we live with. So we'll see them. We'll see that child often. And we're, so so we're learning this today. So this is as much for us as it is for you all Mm -hmm. (laughs) in this, but, um, Again, thank you to Kyle Myers for this wonderful article in Yes Magazine and the conversation for making it public. Mm-hmm. So we love these. Do you want to do the first one? Sure. Number one, acknowledge that a child may be LGBTQI+. plus. All right, gender, identity, and sexuality are diverse and personal experiences, but medical institutions and parents commonly assign a sex to newborns based on physical characteristics and socialize children as one of two binaries, according to that characteristic that they can see. For example, children with vulvas are assigned female and raised as girls, and children with penises are assigned males and raised as boys. And that that sounds so obvious, but it's very often not the case for the experience of that child. Most children are cisgender, meaning their gender identity aligns with the sex and gender they were assigned at birth. Most. Most. However, the percentage of young people in the U.S. who identify as transgender, meaning their gender does not align with the sex they were assigned at birth, or who are non-binary, meaning their gender is neither strictly male nor female, is growing. And an estimated one in every 1,500 to 2,000 babies born in the U.S. are intersex. Mm. Wow. That's, That's quite a handful. And that means their sex chromosomes or reproductive anatomy may be different from what is typically characterized as male or female. So they are literally born that way. And nationwide, more than 11% of high school students say they're lesbian, gay, bisexual, or questioning their sexuality. Young LGBTQ people who are coming out to their families are coming out earlier and earlier than older generations did. And research shows that family acceptance of young LGBTQ plus children is associated with greater mental and physical health and protection against oppression, substance abuse, and suicide. Yeah. So the stakes are very high. I want to make a note here too, that if you, in this article from Yes Magazine, the conversation, Kyle has a links to all these things when they talk about more than 11% and research shows there are links to all of these. So if you just do a Google search, it's Kyle, K-Y-L, Myers, M-Y-E-R-S, Yes Magazine. And I think the article is Five Ways Parents Can Avoid Gender Stereotypes for Kids. You can you can find the original article and find all of their links on that. So that's that's excellent. And so number one is again, acknowledge that a child may be LGBTQI+. Maybe not, maybe so, but they may be. 
And I think it's important to acknowledge that. Yeah, it gives them room to yep. expand. So number two, be aware of gendered marketing. <laughs> so children's toys and clothes are increasingly divided by gender. And many people blame this profit-driven exploitation of gender stereotyped marketing. For example, building toys. I mean, I've seen this so much. It's sort of maddening. Building toys and small vehicles, little cars, Hot Wheels are marketed to boys and dolls and makeup to girls. In children's clothing stores, primary colors, transportation and sport graphics are often on one side and pastels and flowers and sparkles are on the other. Children learn important social, emotional and physical life skills through play. Right? Yes. And playing with a variety of toys provides opportunities to develop and build upon well-rounded skills, including spatial awareness and and empathy. Gender stereotyped marketing can limit the kinds of toys and experiences children are exposed to. So parents and caregivers can shop all the aisles of a toy and clothing store to show children that gendered marketing boundaries are arbitrary and they can be crossed. They can let kids explore what's available and choose for themselves. Because this is this is not just benign. And I can see a parent. I've probably said this myself. You know, oh, those are that's the boys aisle. Do you want to come over here, honey? You know, that's the boys aisle. Let's go on on the girls aisle. It's sort of automatic. But what did we just learn from these toys that boys get to build and play and even have their own motility <laughs> with these small vehicles but girls are look it's pretty dolls and make it, look pretty gain approval mm, yeah. and take care of others that's what it says well boys become fathers but they don't have boys mm-hmm. dolls marketed to them yeah wow and girls actually do things in the world but doing doing is not marketed to them. Yeah. So that count, yes. carries a message. Yeah. So counter stereotyping, which and and explicitly reversing a stereotype, is also a powerful way to disrupt gender stereotypes in play. For example, a caregiver can look at dolls with a boy and say things like, "Boys like dolls," and daddies are really good at caring for babies. So yes, those mean a lot. Mean a lot. So yeah, that's number two. Be aware of gendered marketing. So that's number three, disrupt gender stereotypes. I can't believe that girls earn less allowance. Uh, that's And they do more chores, that I believe. <laughs> Gee it, whiz. It's just horrible. I wonder if that ties in a lot too in homes that that happens in more. The, the dad controls the money, the dad's the leader, so know. the dad rewards the boys. You know what I mean? It's, I don't anyway, know. Mom but, is certainly complicit. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. So disrupt those gender stereotypes at home, fellow parents. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Number four, use gender neutral language. And I know that this sometimes it's new to us and we're learning that just the pronouns alone or something that, that, that we're learning. But I'll tell you the key to this, parents, is there's a difference between you being willing to learn and occasionally messing up than you being not willing to learn and refusing and messing up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Then you'll mess up unwittingly and it's a lot harder to undo. Your kids will understand if your heart is willing, but you, every now and then you slip. You know what I mean? So it's what your heart is trying to do. So use gender neutral language. So using gender neutral pronouns, in other words, can reduce gender bias and increase positive regard for women and LGBTQ people. I want to stop again. Search for this article because there are great links on here to when they talk about the numbers and the 
girls earning less allowance and stuff like that. There are links to all of these and there. So search for this article. Uh, maybe we can find find the link. Yeah, actually just email us. Yeah, we're happy to send you the article. At uh, hello at freedhearts.org and we'll send you the link to the original article. So yeah. Okay, for example, use actual correct language instead of gendered words like vulva instead of girls parts. That, that <laughs> you can teach children there that not all people have vulvas who have vulvas identify as girls. Okay. This doesn't erase cis, this doesn't erase cisgender girls. Right. But it's inclusive of many transgender boys and non-binary kids. In a similar way, replace moms and dads with parents and caregivers is not only inclusive of same-sex and non-binary parents, but also acknowledges single parents and the millions of grandparents and non-related guardians out That's there. That's a great point. Yeah. There. Yeah. So, and I, I never thought that you know, referring to parents as moms and dads, you know, can actually hurt single parent families or grandparents and that kind of thing. So, yeah. So, avoid use parents and caregivers. The idea is just about broadening to include. That's all it is. It doesn't take away anything from moms and dads to say parents and caregivers no. because moms and dads are parents and caregivers. It just puts another leaf in the table. And throw some mm. out more chairs up there. That's all it does. That's a great picture. And in children's books, where boy characters also far outnumber girls and other genders. Oh, gosh, it's, that's disheartening. You know, caregivers can change he, him pronouns to she, her, and they, them. Adults can also choose books and media that represent kids in diverse and inclusive ways and call out stereotypes when they come up in stories. If kids, yeah. I mean, kids are going to learn, you know, your children are going to learn so when you see that kind of gender stereotyping, just call it out. Yeah. Call it out, name it, call it out. And it doesn't it, undermine the story you're reading. No. Everything, they don't have to see it as the perfect thing in order to enjoy it. It's just like, oh, we wouldn't phrase this this way. We can look at it this way. Yeah. And there's one That's more. All. So number four was use gender neutral language. Number, number five, five is... Encourage mixed gender play. Fun. Gender segregation is deeply embedded in social structures and can have negative implications, such as sexist <laughs> attitudes toward people of other genders. Children are often categorized in gendered groups, sometimes casually, boys line up here, girls line up there, and other times explicitly, like in single-sex schools. Research shows that children who have close friendships with children of other genders hold more positive and less sexist attitudes toward their friend's gender. Mm, that's so powerful. Yes, it's so powerful. Because these things get ingrained in kids. You know, this division, so this this is the girl's way, this is the boy's way, this is how boys are, this is how girls are, gets ingrained very young. Yeah, and if you're segregated, you yeah. don't know the experience yeah. of the other gender. And the fact that this, that what can also get ingrained very young is a more positive and less sexist attitude towards a friend's gender. Right. That can get ingrained too. Right, absolutely. You know, and that's what we want, yeah. Right. Parents and educators can create opportunities for kids to interact with children of different genders. They can stop segregating children by gender, choose sports teams and other organized extracurricular activities that are open to all genders, and host mixed-gender birthday parties, for example. I love that. All gender activities help children recognize their similarities and celebrate their differences. Yeah, that's an, that's an all gender is an all hyphen gender, not all. Yeah, yeah, all gender. all gender 
activities. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that's right. And are inclusive of children who don't identify as a boy or a girl. Yeah. I mean, I all, love that. Those, the, you know, activities that include all genders, it really helps, like you said, celebrate differences and similarities. You know, it's, it, you're yeah. just, you're, you're a community and it's, it's very difficult too, to raise kids for the kids to raise them in such a binary world that they are in all the way from clothing to games to girls line up here, boys line up here, and then have them turn into adults and have to go out and function yes. in a world that still has that stuff. But then they interact more on an adult level in their yeah. workplace and their community with other genders. Right. So the earlier that we can start this stuff, the absolute best for our children and our grandchildren. Yeah. I mean, I was imagining if you take this to the, you know, if you're going in the right direction by looking at it in the more extreme version and see how far where it will take you. And if you had, say, every child categorized immediately at birth into male or female, which we already know many times that's not going to apply to them later and they're mm -hmm. going to have to well, or at that time, it doesn't apply at that time. They're not, right. yeah. Right, but I mean, it'll emerge there. later that we're like, oh, right. that That's didn't true. fit that person. But yes, it didn't apply at the time. So let's say we separate them into boy and girl, and they live in separate whole <laughs> worlds, so to speak, and they get their each their own toys and styles and everything. And girls only play with girls, so-called, and boys with boys. And then they grow up, and, and at 18, they get married. And now they're supposed to... This is some dystopian future. And now they're supposed to engage with their partner in some kind of understanding way. Like yeah. they'll be like aliens from each other. Well, that's that's the bottom line is we then encourage them to go out and get, I mean, if they do marry, get involved with the other, with an opposite gender to, um, to live in an understanding way when they right. don't. Yeah, that's right. It, it's There's very little chance at that point. And all they're going to rely on is the gender stereotypes they kind of learned growing up yeah. in that, in absence of an actual person of that gender. Yeah. So and that's that's where yeah. it really is in its extreme, and it sometimes doesn't even feel like we're that far from that. And the other extreme, which we see, is that you raise a child in this binary, and the child knows that they don't fit, that there's something about them that's different, but they're having to battle up against this this gender binary that we've we've created, that school has created, that we. Right. Be at home have created that we've that society does, and then they that's where you get into this I'm not worthy, I'm not enough, and you get into all these negative mental health issues as well from these kids that just don't know how to be who they are, yeah. And so, we want to give them the freedom to be who they are, yes. So, let's summarize the five again. Again, number one was acknowledge that a child may be LGBTQ, just acknowledge that they may be. Number two, be aware of gendered marketing. Number three, go let's rephrase that go against gendered marketing. Yeah. Well, but yes. Yeah. The first thing is to be aware of it, see right. it, and then do the counter gender marketing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Number three, disrupt those gender stereotypes at home. Number four, use gender neutral language. And number five, encourage mixed gender, all gender play. You know, beloved, we say a lot that you deserve to love and be loved as you are for who you are. We want you to be you. That's all. Anything mm -hmm. less than that is living a life that is but a shadow of the life you deserve. Yes. Well, we certainly want the same for our children and our grandchildren. Yes. And, and hopefully this helps us give them the freedom in the face of the pressures and the binaries of the world to discover their true 
and authentic self because that is the life they deserve. And anything less than that life is but a shadow yes. of what they really deserve. And that, 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 that is a beautiful thing. And that's what we want for our kids. Yeah. Yes, yeah. absolutely. They and you are beloved. I'll talk <laughs> to you next time. Bye. Bye. Would it be okay if I were to tell you that I am afraid someday? So I call you up and you call me down. Would it be okay? You've been listening to the Freed Hearts Podcast. We have extensive resources and vibrant community for you at www freedhearts.org just come say hello and if you have questions or issues or comments about the podcast things you'd like us to talk about reach out to us at podcast at freedhearts.org the music is provided by hannah cottrell our daughter the grammy nominated saint sinner and you can find out more about her at hey saint sinner Com. Please share this, subscribe, and follow on your favorite platform. And thanks for listening.